You're listening to Sister Radio. We're talking about women in business with 440 Marketing Group founder and CEO, Amy Houck. Amy, thank you so much for coming on Sister Radio. You're welcome. It's great to be here. And so it's so funny. We just made the connection that we have a mutual friend with Trina Harmon, who's a friend to our show and a life mentor, I think, for both of us. I like how you said the heart chakra thing. I was like, right on. (laughs) Right on. For real. And, you know, something um, also a little bit interesting is you and I have... I think we're really like-minded, and that's part of the reason why I wanted you on the show. Not that I I want people who aren't thinking exactly like me on the show, too, but something really special is, like, I feel like you and I have that similarity of we have a Christian background, and, like, that's where our faith is, is rooted, but, like, we also aren't, like, your typical like conservative, put us in a box Christians. Like, we've really done, have lived our own path, and we've done it our own way. Yes. And anything you want to share about that? Because I just feel like that was something so cool that I feel like I've connected with you on. Yeah, well, I feel like that when you grow up traditionally Christian in a Christian home, and when we grew up, you know, in the, in the 80s and 90s, there's this stereotype of, like, this is the way you have to build your relationship with God. Like, these are the paths. This is how you pray. This is what you do. And I feel like as you open up into your adult life and you explore and you travel and you meet new people and things, it opens up your spirituality and you realize like, oh, I'm a spiritual being as well. This is not a box. This is so much bigger than that. And so when you do that, like there's, there comes this path and we could probably talk about this forever where you decide like, okay, I was raised this way and these are my core beliefs, but also like I feel, you know, the energy of, of this or the energy of that. And energy is not a word. Like I was particularly raised in the church to like be comfortable with, like say like, Oh, the energy of this or the energy of that. And I, and I discovered as an adult, a young adult very quickly when, well, no, like actually the Bible says that. And that's very valid. Like God is in you. God is in me. We are that energy. God gives us those gifts. And a lot of people see it as, you know, intuition or whatever you want to call it, but they're really like little vibrations of energy that come from your spirit inside of you, God. And so I used to say, and I still say it, but I used to say it a lot. God is not in the sky. He's inside. And I took like a lot in my adult life, my own journey to kind of just come to that reality. And also just blending and understanding like people who are very different from me. Like in LA, I went and saw the Dalai Lama and growing up, like it was a very conservative Christian home. I, my parents and people in the church would have been like, ah, oh, the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And I'm like, really? So when I met the Dalai Lama, I was like, this man is an incredible force of like God's, you know, humanness here on earth. Like he just incorporates everything about love and faith and just being centered. And I just thought, what a phenomenal experience. Like if everyone could have that experience or those experiences in their life, uh, they would be very different, I feel like. So yes, I, I share that with you and it grows all the time in different directions. I feel like I feel like you can't put God in a box and how he is in life is so much more than just going to church on Sunday and and reading, you know, scripture or applying that piece in your life. But it's like God in action, it's like God in everything that you're doing and seeing, seeing the God in everything. And And I find it with business too, to roll it into that. When I meet really high level business executives, they figured this out already. They've got God at the center. It's 
very rare I meet someone who doesn't. And they, they know they need that energy in their life force to be able to move a career, move a company. Like They're like, oh, I don't do this. God does this. And I'm like, yep, I get that. I got it. Well, you know, it's so interesting you say everything you're saying, I'm like getting goosebumps because I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it feels like. And I think something I've continuously said is like my life motto is to blow up the box. And that's what you're saying, like is to just break that box and that mold open. And that's what entrepreneurs do. And that's why they're so innovative. And that's why they're so important. And so I think it is important that we're talking about this before talking about women in business. I think it's right on. Well, it's true because I, I can't tell you how many times I was more conservative about this and I would go into a meeting and I would be sitting with new clients or a new company and I was very, I always, it took me a long time and I'm going to answer this in one of your questions, but like it took me a long time to figure out the difference. Like which parts of me am I allowed to show them right now? And I was just confused on that. Like, do I have to always be this very, you know, businesswoman in this room? Or can I also be the creative God centered life force that makes me do everything I do? And so it was like finding that balance and I'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit too, but I just recently gave some advice to a friend of mine on this and he was saying to me, uh, he's a life coach and with a very well-known life coaching team. And he was saying, how do I do that? And he's also a pastor. He said, I don't want to preach always to them and I don't want them to not see. So how do I separate it? And I laughed and I said, eventually you come to realize that being everything you are is why people hire you because that's how you influence people. It's all the moving parts. I was reading an article the other day and I told him this where it said the best copywriters in the world are somewhat poets. And I'm like, yep, I know that. And so when people, it all combines together for me because when people are like, oh, I, I also see that you write and I also see that you paint, but you own this business. I'm like, yep. It all connects together. Like all that creativity creative flow goes into everything that you're doing and you you tie it all together because all of it the wholeness is what makes it work and as soon as you get that epiphany you're like oh wow okay and then you're really comfortable like it doesn't matter if you're sitting with the head of one of the fortune 500 companies of the world you're still going to be amy the poet amy the business owner and amy the painter all in one because that's what they actually need Mm. Yeah, it's not separate. That's really good insight. Like, I'm, like, taking notes. This is really good insight. Because sometimes when you're in business, you think, these are my skill sets that um, I can offer you, and you kind of forget some of the other things that you're either really passionate about or also are your special gifts. And that's, like, so uh, empowering to know that those are incorporated into why people are buying what it is that you're you're selling or what you're giving, whatever it is. No, I I tell you what. was, I can think of another example, too. I was in this meeting with the head of a company um, in, in the manufacturing industry. So you're thinking, like, very rigid. And we were talking all shop, all business. And then I happened to look over, and I saw a green emerald, like, out the corner of my eye, like a real emerald. And I was, like, looking, and I'm like, wait a second. Is that... Is that a collection of jade stones? So finally I said, excuse me, i got to ask you, is this a collection of jade stones? And it looks like they're sitting in elephants. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was it. The next thing I know, he reaches in his pocket and he pulls out 
little crystals that he carries with him for different vibrations and energies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm sitting here with my person trying not to be myself and this <laughs> corporate person when he's already my person. So then the whole, every, we're in a conference room. Everyone's just sitting there and he and I just go off like left field talking about energies and people and places and business. And we laughed. I felt like we were having a conversation in another language and no one else in the room knew what we were talking about. And then we both looked at each other like that's why we both own the businesses we do because we believe this, we understand it, and we just laugh, and we still do business to this day. And I never forget that moment. It really taught me, like, don't always go, like, to a business meeting wearing your gold necklace and, you know, whatever's trendy right now. If you feel like wearing a rose quartz crystal around your neck with a leather string, then by all means, like, do it, because it's going to attract the people that are your people. Well, and that, like ties right into authenticity being a really big key yeah I think that's that's like one of the things I'm totally picking up from what you're saying so I want to ask you then what advice would you give to a woman who wants to start her own business you know I I just want to say really quickly because you started 440 marketing and you're the CEO yes and so when you started it I'm sure you had uh, learning curves and so what Uh advice now that you're you're into it and you have you're off the ground so to speak um what advice would you give to these women who are either in the process beginning stage process or want to begin well i'd like to give them like what i feel and then like some tools like some actually like applicable tools that help me so the first thing is taking the leap the longer you wait to do it the more excuses you're going to make the more you're going to worry the more you're going to say i don't know if i can actually do this and if you have people that are younger and are starting the business now so anyone's listening and they're younger and they're thinking about it do it now because when you're in your late 30s you're going to have a much harder time making that shift out of corporate america into your own business and you're going to make up all of these reasons why you can't oh well my 401k won't be matched and this won't and this won't and it's a when I listen, I'm looking at the people telling me this and I'm thinking, take a leap, like just jump because Mm. you will land. And in a worst case scenario, you will, you will grow wings and you will learn how to fly after you've hit the rock bottom. So you will figure this out. Like this is never the end. Like people have this feeling of like doomsday is always coming and it's not, you know, I, I had the blessing of graduating my second college at Full Sail, which is actually where I met Trina. And uh, working at Universal Music Group, and I loved that position because it taught me so many tools about playing more than one role. And it was from there that I decided to resign and start the company in 2009. And you got to imagine this scary place so everyone can follow. Um, I'm very young. I'm at the b- biggest music company in the world in the top division for what is about to be social media at the time, working with phenomenal teachers and a team. I'm brand new. I got the original job as an intern and then worked my way up into a coordinator position. I had amazing women and men both above me that taught me just phenomenal things about industry, business, and I wanted to be able to move at a faster pace. I wanted to be able to create ideas and implement them without having to struggle with corporate structure. So I said, I'm, I'm going to resign and I'm going to start my own business. And when I think back, I can't, I can't even believe how, how much guts I had to just walk away from that. And 
I'm like, I can't even believe I did that. But I knew there was something more. I knew that I needed to have creativity without restrictions. I knew I needed to work one-on-one with clients without 10 people between us. Like I was tired of artists coming in a room and there was so much gap between who they were and what was being represented in the world. And I said, I need to close this gap or at least make it more narrow. And so that's, that's where I started. I actually went to Trina's house in Malibu, and I sat on her couch with my laptop, and she made me tortilla soup, and I sat there playing around with the idea of per- the perfect pitch, for, uh, 440 cycles per second, because we both play piano, and so the idea was aligning an artist with their perfect pitch, and so I thought... We're going to call it 440 Artist Alignment, which is actually the business's first name. And then as we expanded across different industries, which now we work in all different arms, I renamed it to 440 Marketing Group. But all of that throughout that process, in the beginning, like back to the advice piece, is also faith, the faith piece. When we started and I left the hugest music company in the world to do it myself as one single small person, I rallied up people that were around me that supported me. And this is a tool that other women can do. It's like, find your people. So I had people that worked for me there that I knew believed in me, loved my approach, learned from me. And they said, I'll follow you. I'll work with you. I'll work for you. Like, what do you need? And I said, okay, good. We'll set this up. So I took two of them with me and they worked for me and they worked with me and they, they helped me. So like find the people that, you know, really believe in you and just those are your people to help you grow like any business that you're doing. Like find, find the women around you. These were both women. Uh, I, we hired men too, like no discrimination, but at the time it was both women that were with me and it really helped empower me too to have like that kind of support and that kind of, of belief. And also the referral piece, we still do very little lead generation. We get all of our clients just from me having conversations with people, looking at needs for people, and it's been that way for almost a decade. Um, just now, like just the last two years, am I actually going after businesses that I really want to help? I'll look online. I'll say, oh, my gosh, they are such an amazing company. They need help. Um, and I do that now, but I didn't used to do it that way. I just did referrals. And you think, how does that work? God. That is how that works. Every <laughs> time. That. Like, every time. I mean, you think about this, like, every time we would have a client rotate in or out of a contract as a, as a startup business, that's a devastating moment. You have to always have a certain amount of clients, a certain amount of funding at any given time. God would literally replace it within three days. It was just crazy. And I used to just laugh. I was like, just wait, just wait. I don't even know who's coming and the, like, but they're coming. And then the next person would come in and the next person would come in. And I'm like, I would always laugh. And I'm like, it's God. Cause God knows my capacity. And so God knows like what, I can handle and who I can handle and our capacity. So it's, that's a really neat, it's a neat flow, like just to allow the faith to happen. And I tell women all the time too, that just have started their business and talk to me or are freaking out about clients and budget. I say, you have to change your energy, like stop your energy is so twisted. You're not going to be able to attract what you want. And the goal for almost every woman, woman who's starting a business is to share something of value with the world, you know, to help people. So if you're in this very scared energy zone, you're not going to be able to pull any of that in. So you have to find balance. Like you can't 
be like, hashtag no sleep, hashtag grind, like hashtag, you know, I'm <laughs> never taking time for myself. Like, that's crazy. Like, when I see people doing that, I realize, like, whatever their age is, they've got a young mind. Because you have to take this time out. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I would be in the middle of a work day in California and be like, nah, I'm not feeling it today. I'm not, I'm not there. I'm going to go to Venice Beach, and I'm going to reboot. And I would go down, and I would, like, park on the side of the road. And I'd walk down to Venice, and I'd take my shoes off, and I'd go stand at the ocean, and i just kind of, like, reboot for two hours. And then I would go back to work, and I would work, like, late into the night. And I was all refreshed and ready to go because I took that time out. And women entrepreneurs need to stop feeling guilty for taking a time out. You need a time out. So time out. Like, go to the beach. Time out. Go to the spa. Time out. Go meditate. Because that makes you richer. Like, you're a human being. You have to find this balance. You're not a machine, you know? Yeah. I can't you know do what? it all. <laughs> I am, like, all about the four-hour work week. I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm with you. I But it's in it. For me, that's more of because of how I work as a creative person. I know yeah. that if I'm con- constantly under stress, constantly under deadlines, constantly working, not taking any time to just like breathe, be in the moment. Yeah, I would lose it. After two years, I'm so burnt out. I've done that. Uh So I hear you. Everything you're saying, I'm like, yes, more. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. I just, I want women to feel powerful and not like they have to stay in the structure. And the same thing goes too with what I was talking about, about clothing, jewelry and accessories and who you are. Like you have to be who you are. You can be wild in corporate America. That's who you are. You don't have to confine, like, look at like, um, Steve Jobs and his like little black t-shirt. Like he doesn't care. (laughs) Um, I, I literally wear the same types of things every day as well. Like, they say that. That's very true. Like, when I'm working from home, I wear the same Lululemon pants and the same shirt. I have it in three colors and three pairs. When I'm, like, working outside the house, I have a very, like, interesting style. I And I put it all together. Like, be you. Like, be creative. Like, I wear these crazy floral print skirts and I'll wear like a really cute like work blazer because I feel like that's professional but then I'll wear like some really abstract jewelry so you have to find like your mix and I have tats everywhere so I love to have my tats exposed it shows my creativity I also do my hair in a mohawk sometimes like four different buns and it looks really wild and crazy and I love it because it's like you're hiring us like you're hiring me like the reason why you want me is I'm so different and I think women need to embrace that about themselves that whatever industry you work in whatever you built be that different person and find power in it like stop being uncomfortable with the way God made you like really really embrace it because when you do other people will embrace it you could walk into an all-white party wearing hot pink and people will be like dang I wish I wore hot pink Mm. You know, it's like that Marianne Williamson, like A Course in Miracles, that quote, it's like, I'm going to totally botch it, of course, but um, it's like, when you when you shine, you are allowing others to shine. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, but that's, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know it. I'm familiar with it. I think you actually quoted it right on. I hope so. <laughs> Who knows? So like, what, I'm, what I'm getting is like, from you, is take risks and find your tribe and be authentic. That's, like, what what I'm taking away from what you just said. And be transparent. Like, as you grow your business out of that new startup phase, 
be very, very transparent. Um, I give away information every single day. I, I'm not hoarding it. I, if someone asks me how to do something, I'll tell them. I don't consider too much proprietary except for some of the some technology, like some software. Okay, fair enough. It's proprietary. But most of like what you do, give away because people are not going to steal that and recreate it at the same capacity that you can do. So give it away. I cannot tell you how many people I have taught how to do social media, how to do Facebook advertising, what to do, like verbatim, like this is how you go in, this is what you click, this is what you do. And they do it to a degree by themselves now. And people are like, why would you give that away? Why wouldn't you just keep them in house? Because they want it to learn. When someone is hungry to learn, they're always going to come back for more. They're always going to say, hey, can you actually train me on this? And can you train me on that? Actually, could you train my team? Hey, I know this business over here that really needs you. People like transparency so like be very transparent with all aspects of yourself as well like people don't like the stiffness if there's one book every single woman in business needs to read it's the book called rework and the guy who wrote it his name is jason freed and he's the founder of Basecamp, um as well as some other amazing technologies but that book incredible the way he breaks things down he's like don't follow your competitors. Like, who says your competitors know anything? Your competitors are shit. You know, we, you know, we laugh, and he draws these funny graphics that are very true, and I think a lot of us know these things, but it feels really good to hear them from him. Um, he talks about how meetings are toxic, and meetings are toxic. They take up so much time. Um, you hard, Most of the time, you schedule meetings in blocks, right? Half hour, an hour, and... It really can be done in about 11 minutes, but most people don't know how to do that. So you get on these long meetings. Like if a meeting's done in 11 minutes, let it be 11 minutes. Like you don't have to feel like you cut the client short or yourself short. Like it is what it is. If you covered the ground, then go and be productive with that information. Like I love technology because it allows us to be faster and quicker and better. And women too, entrepreneurs need to really learn how to use technology for them. There's so much software out there that can help you with your business. Like, from all different avenues, like whether you're looking for help running your books or help with social or help with PR, like there's just so many programs, rich, rich in operation systems for these women to use and create um, systems out of to make themselves operate at a bigger magnitude. So they need to do that too. Okay, that's really good. Well, so you have so much going on in your life, obviously, <laughs> um, like in a, in a really good way. And, um, and even like how you were mentioning in the beginning, like you have, you're a poet, you're an entrepreneur, you're a painter, but you're also a mom. And then you're in a serious long-term relationship. How do you find balance in your life? And what does balance even mean for you? <laughs> Okay, balance isn't something that you schedule, it's something that you actively do. So I breathe, like if I'm talking a lot, I'll just breathe. And if you're really listening, like when I'm talking, I'll even do it while we're talking, I'll just, I'll just catch a breath in there. I catch little glimpses of balance, like all throughout the day. I was on a flight to Iceland and this woman sitting next to me was talking and she was like, you know what, I, I noticed something about you. I'm in the healthcare field. And I was like, sure, go ahead, say whatever you want. I don't mind. And she was like, you actually like stop and breathe when you're talking. You like take 
these like little moments of pause. I'm like, oh yeah, I do that all the time. I just train myself. It's my little balance. And we laughed and she was like, that's amazing. I'm like, yeah, I just started it a few years ago and I just consciously do it all the time now. So it's like finding those little pieces of like, take a breath, just breathe, slow down, slow down. And to like do what you feel led to do to find the pieces of balance throughout your day. Like sometimes I wake up and I think, okay, um, I have like kind of two hours to play with here. Am I creating anything or building anything or reading anything? Cause part of my job requires so much research. I'm always learning stuff. So I'm always downloading PDFs and seminars and books and studies and white papers. And I'll schedule time to review that. But sometimes I'll look and I'll go, uh, actually, I'm just going to paint right now for something for like an hour. And so I always have like, especially when I'm working from home, I always have like my art studio, like just kind of ready to go. So I can just walk over and just start playing with something um, and then go back to work when I'm done. So like allow yourself that room to, to like find balance and not everything is going to stick to a schedule. Like your meetings are yes. Your clients. Yes. You must always like, and that's my motto, like in business, you do not ever, unless it's an emergency reschedule, like a client, like they rescheduled their schedules for you. The bigger the team, the harder this is. And so you always treat that very kindly. But for yourself, if you've got room to move things around in your personal schedule, then do it. You know, if you've got, you finish work an hour early, you know, I go get Jade from school early and then I'll just kind of turn my phone off, put it in my pocket. I turn my phone off a lot, um, put it in my pocket and then we'll go to the park because it you know, we'll go down to the water. We live on the water. I'm super blessed. So it takes me like one minute to get to the ocean. And then I just stand there. And that's really like refreshing. I pretty much do that every morning. It's like my balance starter. And I tell, I tell new friends, like I just made a wonderful new friend in the area here. And I told her, I said, Hey, I'm not really mentally available till about eight thirty, nine o'clock to anyone in the world. Um, I go and I go for my walk and I look at the water and I think my way through because I think in general, just as human beings, not even women, we grow constantly and we don't take that break to find balance and see like, Hey, what's going on in my head right now? Like, how am I feeling like right now? What am I thinking about? Why am I thinking these thoughts? Because when you take a moment to kind of just realize that and think, self-check, you know, am I at peace? Is there anything in my life not causing me peace? If there is, how can I fix it? And then the ultimate, pray for tools. So, hey, God, I noticed this. Um, I pray for tools to help me through X, Y, or Z. And all those things, like, work together to find balance. Like, I, I was very guilty of getting off balance years ago, and I used to work myself into the ground. And I realized I'm not, this is not healthy. Like I'm not even being as creative as I can be right now because I'm not taking this time out. And so take a time out. You know, sometimes I roll into my office wearing total sweats and some Nikes because I'm just there to pick up stuff and talk to one person. No one cares. Like this is who I am. Like, do you care about, yes, you should care about your appearance for sure. But like at this moment, depending on what it may be, if, if, I'm not talking to clients and I'm just there with like my own team. You should be comfortable being you. You know, I have a, a surgeon friend of mine and I went in to see his wife um, on a Friday. And he, he's an older man and he was wearing like some really cool clothes and some trendy shoes. And I was like, 
dang, I have never seen you like this. He was like, this is the real me. And I laughed because if he was actually that person even more, I think more people would even like, would like him more. And Hmm. it was like so authentic, you know, because, and that's his balance. Like he takes that balance time for himself too, you know, and another thing. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say part of the American culture that drives me crazy is we are so go, 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 busy, busy, busy. And I just am like, there's no way somebody can long term last Uh like that. You're going to have a heart attack or a stroke or, you know, eat unhealthy because you're so, you know, so it's I think what you're saying is spot on. But you're going to say something else and I cut you off. Oh, no, no. I changed thoughts already. the balance, which you just talked about, and like nutrition and health. So I, I watch people. I love coffee. I drink coffee. Um, I'm totally not plugging this for the show, but I drink this coffee called Think. I do not work with them. They're called coffee blenders. They have like a cognitive enhancement of herbs and minerals in it. I love it. So I drink that coffee every day because at least I feel like I'm getting like a cognitive boost um, at the same time. But my point of coffee is like I watch people just drinking it every morning, like on my way to and from my daughter's school. And I think to myself, that's cool. But like, did all of you start off today with a cup of water, a vitamin, food? Most of the time, no, because as you just said, like in American culture, it's like, oh, I got to get out of here. I'm just going to have my coffee and go. And I'm like, coffee is so dehydrating. So I'm like big into nutrition. So yeah, I mean, you need to take care of yourself. Like what's in your diet? What are you eating? Like, what are you drinking? And then there's the go, go, go all day with coffee and then wind down at night with wine or whatever people like to drink. And then they're back at it again. Like they're literally like destroying their body and that gets to me too because you are your temple you know so you have to you have to find that nutritional balance in your life which is huge and I feel like there's okay in your 20s you're figuring it out in your 30s you you need to do some research like you should know like vitamins your body needs and how to take care of yourself better and you know don't run yourself into the ground and I see a lot of very unhealthy adults like and I look at them and I think I wonder if they've taken time to research this or are they so unhappy in the path that they've chosen, like with their careers that they're just, they don't care. They really don't care. Like at some core level. And that's where you need like a coach, you know, someone amazing like Trina to come in Mm -hmm. and kind of coach and help them through those, those issues too. But I wish everyone had their own businesses. I wish everyone was able to, everyone that's a leader that knows they're a leader inside that is able to go, okay, I'm a leader. I know I'm a leader. I know I can help people because you have to think like your core purpose, right? We do what we do as a social media company to help people. It kills me when I can't help someone because they don't have budget. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I I physically can't like, we have to be able to work this many hours a week. We have to have this advertising budget. It's not going to be effective without these things. And so it just kills me. And that's why I teach. I say, okay, listen, I'm going to teach you. And if you do this, it will be successful and your business will grow. And that's a painful part of the process because you want to help or you see, I see things all the time that just make me cringe and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, what are you doing on social? Please stop yourself. (laughs) And I want to fix it. Um, people are so not authentic in traditional advertising and today with 
the, with, with Instagram and Snapchat and Twitter and conversations being the core valued piece on social, people want to feel like they're personally marketed to. You want the ad copy and the image to not feel cheesy, to not feel corporate. You want it to feel friendly. You want it to be fun. You like memes. You like emojis. You like things that make you laugh. And I feel like as advertising agencies and, and social firms, other than mine as well, have just come into the space of going, okay, we know this, like how do we apply this to different industries? Because ultimately at the end of the day, the person, the customer, the consumer that you're trying to reach is a person and they want to be talked to like a person. And sometimes I look at things and I think to myself, who in God's green earth wrote this? Like this is never going to work as a for people, like human beings, are you marketing us to robots right now because human beings are not clicking this ad? Yeah. And I just laugh, and it's all part of that integrity, you know, the authenticity, the transparency. Like, everyone needs stuff, okay? We need hairbrushes and products and face creams and cars, and we need stuff. Yeah. And we want to feel connected to the things that we need. So it should be presented to us like that. And so women that are creating businesses, too, that have products need to think about that. This is kind of a side note, but you know who's marketing, Twitter marketing I love right now is McDonald's. Have you seen any of McDonald's recent tweets? Yes, they're on the Wendy's train now. Hilarious. Have you I, seen Wendy's too? I haven't. Oh my gosh, but I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know if that's authentic or transparent. I'm pretty sure it's neither, but I love it so much and we're talking about it. So yeah, but no, I, it's. Play to your strengths and play to your your audience for sure. I think you're saying really important stuff that we need to know. But see how you just said that? Like you were, you realize how, like the authenticity of it. Wendy's does it. um, I'm a little more familiar with Wendy's than McDonald's. I'll tell you like some of the funny things they do. They post like, Wendy's throws a major shade on Twitter, on Twitter, like major shade at like every company, like every fast food, like people will be like, I just ate Burger King and Wendy's will be like, we feel sorry for you. And then they'll send like a gift. They hold like Frosties up in the rear view and they're like, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear. They have like a yoga meditation thing of like the, the different levels of like their value meals. And it's like the levels of consciousness, like they're funny, like they're funny people and they've got it they realize like their their demographic is younger they want to see trendy content that blends with their life and they figured it out and it's just funny because i consider them one of the they've done it the best on twitter like of the restaurant chain business and then the other piece that goes down like as a legacy item like a legacy tweet was years ago when the lights went out at the super bowl oreos tweeted within a few minutes they tweeted it's okay you can still dunk in the dark. And they had like an Oreo. And it gave me body chills because I've worked at a corporate level. When you're at a corporate level, it takes so much to get approval. You can't just have someone behind the computer running your account and post a tweet. It doesn't work like that. You have to craft these tweets. People have to approve them. They're in like a Google Drive. Three people sign off. It's absurd. So in order for that to happen, somebody got that idea, physically probably ran it down the hall to someone else, showed it to them, got approval, ran back, told the other person, like, they were hustling to get that out in real time. And I appreciate that hustle because they made it feel like Oreo himself, like, wrote that tweet. And it was amazing. 
That's so cool. Yeah, that's really great insight. You, I didn't even think about that. Like somebody had to make that happen so quickly and yeah. jump through some hoops. That's awesome. Well, so I want to ask you, you know, as a, a female, a woman entrepreneur, um, how do you hope to make an impact and shape the world around you or as a whole? But yeah, what do you hope your impact is from your business and who you are as a person and a businesswoman? I hope I leave with people and affect people to be yourself. Be yourself. Allow yourself, your knowledge, your creativity, your uniqueness to leak into everything you do and everyone around you. With the same individuality that you were born with, and no two people are the same, no fingerprint, no hair on your head, take that and put it into the world. Say, I am unique in all of these ways, and this is how I'm going to influence the world to make it richer, to make it better. Just think of it like a sponge and you're just dripping everywhere on purpose and you're just letting that piece of yourself go into everything that you're doing that authenticity of like this is who I am at this moment because you're also going to allow that to change so you're going to keep doing that over and over and over and the impact I hope I leave is inspiring people to be okay being different be themselves be a little bit weird like I can't tell you how many times in a week I'll laugh and tell someone, oh, I'm an alien. It's cool. Like, I know it. I already know it. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. Be okay being an alien and, and know that that is the normal everyone wishes to really achieve. People just want to learn how to be more comfortable in their own skin. So I hope I leave them with that. And ideas, too, for creativity. I like to give people new thoughts, like how to think about things, how to create from a different angle, um, how to do the impossible, which can be something silly. Like I have friends that have never touched a paintbrush and they say, Oh, they walk in my house and I, my walls are obliterated with art that I painted. And most of the time people don't know. And they go, Oh my gosh, where, where, where did you get this art? You like, you collect art? And I'm like, Haha, no, I, I paint art. And they're like, what? And I'm like, do you want to paint? And they're like, no, I can't paint. I can't paint this. I was like, mm, yes, yes, you can. <laughs> and they're like, no, I can't. I'm like, yeah, you can. So I'll convince them. And they'll sit down, and I believe in them. And I'm like, you can do this. And then eventually... They believe in themselves, and they don't create the same thing I create. That's not the purpose. The purpose is for them to create something and look at it and go, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that was inside of me. See, there's always more. There's more to everyone. So if I can keep showing people being yourself and being more of yourself, discover more of yourself, that's the impact. I'd be happy, happy dying, leaving that impact on the world. Oh, Amy, you are leadership goals, like for real. <laughs> You've got just such like a great gift for being a leader. And I think that's what leaders do is they just believe in people. And then before I, that person knows it, they're doing what they thought they couldn't. It's really cool. I love that about you. Um, and so do you have sisters by any chance? I do. I have one sister. She's one year older, and I have one brother, and he's one year younger. Oh, so you guys and are she, probably really close if you're one year apart. Yeah. we're. Um, she owns her own business as well, and my brother works high up in business as well. Um, they're both in Pennsylvania. Um, both have families. Both have kids. My sister has seven kids, so that's pretty phenomenal. Holy wow. That's amazing. I can't even handle myself, so... <laughs> she does it like she is an amazing hairstylist and she has her own studio and 
I can't even, I can't even process it. Like she's got a baby that's two months old. She has a two year old. Like there's just, there's a lineup of children. I'm like, I don't know how she oh, does Oh man. This. God bless all the mamas. Happy Mother's Day, by the way. It's coming up. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. Awesome. My daughter is my, is my joy. Oh, a balance to female entrepreneurs too is actually kids. And I know that just threw some people off. A balance is kids. Yeah, it is. Like when you have kids, they force you to take a break. They force you to find balance. Like you can't work through dinner because you need to sit down with your kid and eat dinner. And if you are going to work through dinner, then you need to give your kid an iPad and they need to feel like they're working with you. Like you have to find all these new strategies to life because of your kid. My daughter's taught me so much about like this this moment can change. It doesn't have to be this moment. I'm, I'm making it to be or done this way. And as a parent, parent, being a parent is the ultimate strategic thinking lesson. It's like a, a lesson in, in strategy constantly. And you're always trying to find ways to teach your child and then separate yourself from how you were taught too. I had great parents who are still together. Um, they've been together since they were 19 years old, and they raised me in very high values. But as an adult, you develop your own way of thinking, too. And my mom always inspired me to think outside the box. Like, don't – it's okay to be different. Like, I always tease her. I say, when did you know I was a, an, an oddball? And she's like, oh, when you were probably about six or seven, you started writing poetry and, like, ripping the center out of Hallmark cards. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and we laugh. And she's like, I just had to think things differently with you. And I was always getting in trouble for, like, back-talking because I was, like, a master negotiator. And it's, it's still how I am to this day, by the way. But you are who you are from, like, the beginning. Like, yeah. my, I'll tell you a neat story about my, my daughter. She's about to be five. She came to me the other day in the kitchen, and she had a Barbie with long blonde hair. And she said, Mom, can I cut her hair? And my, my immediate reaction was no. And because I'm thinking the hair is going to get everywhere. She's going to make a huge mess. I don't want to clean it up right now. I've had a long day. So I said no. And I, she started to walk out of the kitchen. And then I said, um, you know what? Yeah, yeah, come here. Here, take this sandwich bag. And so I got a sandwich bag. And I was like, you can cut her hair at your desk. And all of the hair needs to go in the sandwich bag. And then you're going to throw the sandwich bag away. And she was like, okay, mom. So I'm expecting like, she's probably going to mess this up. Well, I'm watching her out the corner of my eye. She cuts the Barbie's hair, puts it very carefully in the bag. Okay. Takes the bag over, throws it in the trash and then goes in her room with her Barbie and playing. And to me, that was like a really important lesson I just taught her because I didn't just say no for the sake of saying no, because, you know, that's something I probably wouldn't have been able to do as a kid or most parents would say no to. But instead, I started to think like, why does she want to cut the Barbie's hair? Like, what am I, what is she doing? Like, why is she, she's trying to be creative, like, for what purpose? I don't know. But I do know I can inspire her, take this as an opportunity to teach her responsibility, and me, myself, as a parent, think outside the box. Like, what is the strategy in this little four-year-old's mind here? Like, what is she trying to do and accomplish here? And I think, and when you're a parent, those are the kind of things, like, I wish more parents would think, because I think we would have more creative adults if more kids were raised with that are you by any chance an ENFP I don't know what that is oh is it's that? that oh my gosh I always forget the name of it but it's like the I want to say it's called Myers-Briggs I'm trying to look it up while we're talking oh man I don't know. Uh, but so I was wondering because I feel like a lot um I, I read it recently in one of the sections on it I'm an ENFP is about um 
what you'd be as a parent, how you would be as a parent. And I was so curious in like everything you're saying, I was like, yes, because I, I feel like I, I happen to have, um, parents who are very creative and artistic. And so I had a lot of Liberty. Also, I was a baby of five. And so I think they were kind of tired by the time I came around. So they were like, whatever, cut, whatever, who cares? <laughs> but I had like that, that creative Liberty. And I feel like as an adult, um, like the world is my playground and I really understand that that's like a tool and that's a gift and it's important and that's how I'd want to raise my kids so everything you're saying I'm like because you get the whole oh man I don't want to mess but the the fact that you had that pause moment is kind of cool and brilliant if you ask me oh see that's the balance like we were talking about earlier, like finding that pause in like a regular moment. Like, like there are so many moments in a day that you can just look at and reevaluate. Like if you look at your day yesterday and you recycle it through your mind, like think of the moments you could have had pause. Like, and it's okay if it's weird or people think it's weird. Like I sometimes stop to touch like the tops of flowers or like to sit next to like a tree and it'll be like odd and out of nowhere. And I'll just do it because I just need a pause. Like I'll feel drawn to do it. I'm like, I literally need to go do this right now. It's almost like an OCD. I'm like, I have to do this. Like It's like my own personal OCD with nature. And I think that if you look back on your day, you can think of all these moments that you could have like, whether it's just like taking a breath, like, Literally stopping and smelling the roses, like literally do that, especially now that we're in springtime. You got no excuses, my my northeastern or my north half of the hemisphere folks. You got no excuses. Get out there. And yeah, I think it's really that's really great. But so sisterhood is a really important um, foundation for what Sister Radio does. What does being a sister mean to you? Oh, man, this is loaded. Um, oh, gosh. We, we are in this together is what sisterhood means to me. Um, they, we are not competing. We are not competitors. We are different. We help each other. And I think I actively look at women throughout the day and try to make eye contact and smile with them to let them know, like, I'm not your enemy. Like, I'm not against you. Like, you don't have to fight me. Like, we need each other. I sometimes imagine a fake scenario in my head where I'm just downtown with all the buildings and all the women and it dressed up in their work clothes and all of a sudden it's like the walking dead. And we have to use each other to survive. So we have to help each other so we don't look at each other like enemies or threats or she's taking my job, she's taking my man, she's she's a better mom than me and I suck or whatever thoughts like women have floating through their minds. Instead, we all use each other as tools to survive and, you know, as a society as a unit and I like that scenario in my mind because how would you treat someone if that was really happening I mean what would you be doing how differently would you behave you would embrace sisterhood to the fullest and you would create a community within that and you would stop pushing people away or allowing the fears of your youth or relationships that you got burned in when you were younger with women to affect your adult friendships with women you would be more open, you would let more people in, and you would help each other without trying to get somewhere. A lot of women are really scared to let other women in, in the business space. They're afraid of other women. They think, oh, she's going to take from me. Everyone's taken from me. I can't let her take from me. And that's like such a twisted mentality, because we all have something to offer one another to help each other. And that 
there are definitely going to be some trifling women in the world. Yes. <laughs> but the majority of them, and even those, even those terrible ones that you must like send love through it, they all need you and you need them. And so, you know, on Twitter, you, you watch me. I know that we're active friends on there. I interact a lot with women just to re-support them, to revalidate what they're saying. You know, yeah. I love this great article right on. So true. And I do that because I want to, like, I want them to believe in themselves to go. That was amazing. Like that, this was really good. Like, I feel good. Like if it makes them feel more powerful, uh, you know, by all means, like it affected me in a powerful light. Like we're all in this together and, you know, try not putting your head down and walking through your apartment building at the end of the day, like put your head up and look at people and smile at people or do the elevator test. I, I have um, new employees do like the elevator test where the first time they're in an elevator, I want them to talk about who they are and ask the other person what they do, but ask the other person first, like don't talk about you. And then say like who you are. So you don't seem super creepy, but it makes them have these weird conversations. And the reason I do that is to break their mind, like break what they do, like break, break it up. And I know, you know, women every day, we're in elevators, parking a lot. We, we pass people at the grocery store and we don't say anything. We act like we're in our own little bubble. And I, I honestly hate this about America. If there's something I really don't like about our country, it's this. We don't know our neighbors. We don't know our sisters. We separate from each other. And guess what? When one level deeper for the people that can understand this, we separate from ourselves and that's like leaks into everything else. Um, and I want to see more people recognize that and come together as sisters, especially in the female community. Like I love women that come together for power groups. I was part of a church group in Pennsylvania when I was living there, uh, led by this phenomenal woman I know named Michelle Nelson, who was like, I'm in the like Miss York County for like Miss America. And she brings all these women together from like ages 18 to like 55. And she teaches them and she's in her twenties. And when she first talked, I was like, who does this girl in her twenties know about teaching people about their path in life? Mm -hmm. And she opened her mouth and I was sitting there and I was like, Oh, my word, she has a gift, like that is her gift, and you realize like, oh my gosh, all these women are coming together to help one another, and you you just, you want people to be like the better versions of themselves, so yeah. in sisterhood, you know, it's a coming together, you, you've got to got to feel it out but you got to make more of an effort like all of us need to make more of an effort I, I can't tell you the last time somebody genuinely just smiled at me or like introduced themselves to me like it's usually me and I'll introduce myself to them and I think do I look scary today like am I intimidating <laughs> today like when I have Jade it's a great segue for me because people usually are really friendly when you have kids and they'll open up a little to you and you get to have different conversations. People are less judgy. Um, and you know, it brings, it brings more people together. So kids definitely help in the sisterhood space, I think, but I love what does that. it mean to you? I'm curious. Well, you know, it's interesting. I feel like it's ever evolving, but I, I think along ah. the same lines of, you know, we have to be there for each other. We're in it together. I think that those were yeah. the exact words you, you use. And that's, that's what it means to me. Even if we don't agree, Key point. Yeah. Even if we don't agree, if we, we don't agree, mm -hmm. we gotta be there for each other. We've got to like. I'm not saying we. It's a hard thing to fully put into to words because I think 
and we could probably talk about it for hours, but sisterhood really just means being there, just being there, showing up, loving each showing other. Showing up. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, and well, something up. interesting about your your answer for um, what sisterhood means to you and what being a sister means to you is that women, what I got, gathered from that was that women are going to be the ones who impact this world mm-hmm. for the better because oh, we are the connectors. Yeah. We are the people who bring everyone together. I mean, I can't even yeah. tell you how many times you hear a story about a, a mother bringing the kids who've, you know, fought for years back together. That's happened in my family. <laughs> like, mothers yeah. are powerful sisters. Like, women, womanhood and what that is, like, we're going to be the ones to change the world. Oh, yes. And I have a, a really amazing friend here in Baltimore named Laura, and she says this, like, she's in the technology space, and she says, if there were more women running tech, we would get so much more done. And that's not to knock the men, but it's the way we communicate. Like, men are master um, planners and thinkers. They can work their way through lines of codes, and they can plan things out, and they are masterminds. They have amazing skills with tools. Like, you put a hatchet in their hand, and they just built the Taj Mahal. And meanwhile, we're like, oh, snap. Like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm not building that Taj Mahal. But if you... If, if we are building the Taj Mahal, we're thinking about a whole different strategy. Who can we use? What teams do we need? How can we talk? You know what? I'm going to call Susan over here and Sally over here and Mary over here. We're going to all come together because I realize that this project is bigger than just my mind. So let's all work together and communicate to make the best possible outcome. I don't feel like uh, – I feel like women do that in such an amazing way, yeah. such a nurturing way. And she's right about – women in tech too like i love seeing powerful sisters in tech like you go Mm. girl like we need we need more of you for that exact reason you just said like bring all the pieces together and stop being afraid you know i watched a woman a facebook conference talking about advanced pixel coding which is like a tracking system for facebook ads and i was watching her video and i was just in love with this video because she's this young woman and taking on a role that's like more traditionally male and she's just killing it in her like little jewelry and her like blouse and she's just talking and it's so beautiful to watch and I wonder like I wonder what all the guys think that have long seen men in this space to see this you know beautiful young woman in this space like this is awesome like it's wow. really neat. It's really neat. It's so inspiring. Oh, I'm so glad uh-huh. we got to talk about women in business. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So Likewise. thank you again for coming on. And um, if anybody wants to check out what you do, they can go to amythecreator.com and then 440.marketing. Yes, that's the shortcut. So they can go to 440.marketing or 440 Marketing Group, either or. They'll find us. We're and follow you on Twitter. <laughs> yes, I do retweet. So if you're a female <laughs> entrepreneur, you have products or idea, and we also give a free audits, which I personally do. So like, there's this cool widget on our site that kind of pops up, and it's like, do you want us to audit your social media or your business? And you fill out this really cool like interactive form, and then I personally email you this I just had someone do this this morning. So we get a couple of these a day, and I will go and I'll say, hi, you know, I saw you did this. How can I help you? And I will always get on the phone for 10 minutes and talk to you. So if you have something like that, please reach out to me. Yes, reach out. It's so worth it. Thank you again. It was really great. You are welcome. Such a fun time this morning. I hope you have a beautiful rest of the day. Yeah, you too, Amy. 
You've been listening to Sister Radio. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Just go to sisterradio.com. Thanks again, Amy. We're inspired, and I know many other female entrepreneurs are about to go out there and make their dreams happen. You've been listening to Sister Radio. Love y'all.